Good morning, everybody. We came here today to learn more about God's way of handling things in this world where there's so much of different forces coming to us. And uh, my today's topic is kind of strange topic. It is ICD-10F 64.9. And I'll explain that as time, as we go along with the sermon. Uh, when you read the scripture and you find some uh, interesting lesson from that, and it's just thrilling uh, to find it, and then you probably have to say, wow, I didn't realize there was such a discovery that I never realized. And this is one of the moments that I had when I studied and reading, and uh, there are two different words. One is a faith, the other is a persuade. In English words, there's no real connection, but if you go to the original Greek words, faith is a uh, pistis, and uh, <coughs> persuade is a Patho. But interestingly, these two words have some connections. One is actually a source of the, the other words. In other words, one of these two words actually define what the other words really supposed to be. So I was asking you then, uh, is a faith or pistesis is the one that actually influenced the persuade or patho or the other way around. If you think of faith is the one that, that influenced the persuade, raise your hand. Okay? How about the other way? Raise your hand. Well, it's a kind of almost even. But let me tell you, that's the directions. In other words, in Greek words, Pistis actually is coming from uh, patho. In other words, faith is coming from persuade, which is very reasonable. Like when, when you don't know anything about certain subject, if somebody is coming to you and persuade uh, about that direction, that ideas, then what? You eventually be persuaded, and then you have that faith. For instance, I have a, the last granddaughter, I hope, but she actually now turning two years now, and I ask, how old are you? And in Korean words, she says, one. No, no, no. Now you are two. And I keep repeating that, and then ask, how old are you? She says, two. That is uh, how much the power of the persuasion is, which actually make us to have a certain faith. We have a, such a, a tremendous a, a power coming at us to persuade us from our faith. And if you are persuaded, you will have disbelief of my original faith. This is very common uh, things that how this world is operating. And also Bible is also operating there too. So let me share here in Matthew chapter 27 verse 20. Here it says this is the right before Christ's final judgment. The judgment that Christ received the chief priests and elders, what, what is the next word? They persuaded how many people? A multitude that they should choose only one of the two. One is what? They should ask for Barabbas. And what? Because they choose Barabbas, then what? They have to what? Destroy Jesus Christ. 
This is exactly when I read that scripture. Wow. This is how now this world is coming at me. They want to try to persuade me to choose Barabbas rather than Jesus. Can I choose both? No. If you choose Barabbas, then what? You have to kill Jesus. Interesting word here is Barabbas is, has two words. Bar means son. And Abbas is what? Father. Son of father. But actually, that word, son of father, is in Second John 1, 3, it says what? Grace and mercy and peace will be with you from God, the Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And what is the next word? It's son of fathers. It means Barabbas. I'm not saying Jesus was Barabbas, no. But the meaning of who do we choose for? Is this uh, the, this son of this father or this son of this father? That's where we are. We are. We have to be persuaded into. In Acts chapter eighteen, verse four, it says, "He reasoned in the synagogue. How often? Every Sabbath." And then what? Persuaded both Jews and Greeks. Who is he there? My hero. My hero. The Paul the disciple. And where it happened? It's in Corinth. You know the book of Corinthians. That's where he was reasoning in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded. So when you come to the Sabbath... To the church here. What is our purpose? We came here to be persuaded to the truth, to the word of God, not from what the uh, from the uh, from word of God, not from the world is teaching to us. Another scripture, Acts chapter twenty-six, verse twenty-eight to twenty-nine. Then Agrippa said to Paul, "You almost what?" almost persuaded me to become a Christian. I think he really persuaded, he become to have a faith of, to become a Christian, but he didn't. But Paul said, I would to God that not only you, but also all those who hear me today might become both almost and altogether such as I am because I'm a Christian. But one condition, except what? For these chains. Those chains are the one that I probably, if, if God allows me to speak, I'm going to talk about why Paul got this chain. He wants everybody to become like me, except the chain. I don't want you to have that chain. Because I got this chain because of something happened. That why he got that chain, I'll, we'll explain later. Today, my title of sermon is this gender incongruence, or in other words, gender dysphoria and gender identity disorder and gender nonconformity and gender confusion. These are all basically same message, same messages. To me, the easiest way is to think is gender confusion. This gender uh, incongruency and gender dysphoria, these are all medical terms in, in the book called ICD-10. This is the book, ICD-10. And here, there are about, uh, this 10 means it's a 10 edition, right? It comes every, maybe one, every decade or you know, two decades or something like that. And actually, uh, this uh, ICD-10 has all the known human disease. And uh, uh, the F64.9 is what they call gender dysphoria. That, that section is talking about mental illness, mental disorder. Why I chose this field? This topic, 
Let me explain briefly. God gave me an a, a, a opportunity to connect my friends in Korea that I've never been connected for last more than 50 plus years. They are all my beloved high school friends. I don't know about you, but when I, uh, 2022, when I was connected with them, they have a group, group chat. This high school is a very prestigious, probably the best top high school in Korea. And they have about 500 graduates. I was one of them, but now I found out about 100 people died. So, but they are very active, and they have a different uh, group chat, and then they invited me because I was so deserted from them many years. They don't know what I'm doing and, and what is my idea. So they asked me to give a talk about a month ago, end of December, and I, I prayed to God, why shall I speak? And, and I had some impression that I'm going to talk with them about the global crisis that is right before Christ's coming. And also, what is my response to that? That's where I actually want to focus on my belief of Jesus Christ. And these people are not, I mean, no, not 500 people joined, but uh, there are about 20 people joined. And that's where they are not really Christians. Some of them, yes, but they are not Christians. But they all, I thought, was interested in those global crises. I chose three one, three of them. And the, the first one was this gender dysphoria, because that's where in Korea they have a, a real issue going on right now. Not, not America, it's, it's a lot beginner stage, but I'm going to give them some warning. And so this is, and I have two other, two other crises. I'm not going to tell you, but, uh, well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> the second one is COVID crisis, which is global too. What's behind all the story here? And then the third one is climate change. But these are all connected. You will see if you hear all of those. So I gave the lecture about those three, and I thought this might be uh, another topic that God impressed me to share. It's not just a medical issue, because what I, because I want to convey with you my purpose here to stand. First of all, I want you persuaded by hearing God's word. What do we say? Faith comes from what? By hearing. And hearing comes from what? Word of God. So, hearing God's word is what? You are persuaded into, into God's way of thinking. Therefore, persuasion is the, something before Faith has to come. So if you have some, some doubt about this issue or any other issue in your life, the first thing is what? You have to listen God's word. I'm pointing this. I think this is the most unhealthy book in the world because it contains all kinds of human illness. Very heavy. Very heavy. I'm not a Ellen Juhai who lifted the Bible how long? But this is, looks a bit heavier than this Bible. But even though this is unhealthy books, and it actually described 69,000 calls that like F64.9, and these are all the, these are the, you know, I, I, Got it from my clinic. We have to have this. We have to know the number. We know the disease, but we have to know the numbers. I haven't learned all this in the medical school, so I have to figure out. Actually, there is a job called medical code officers. They have a training for that. Because without that, you cannot even send the bill to Medicare or 
insurance company. You have to know that the code number. And you have to know exact code number because it's so many variants. So this is another real challenge. However, even though this book tells all kinds of human diseases that we can ever think, and the more I think about that, 69,000 illness, wow. No wonder Jesus said there will be pestilence, there's famine, there's earthquake. But all these are what? The beginning of sorrows. The more we have all this disease, it tells that how much humanity deprived, degraded themselves from the original level where God initially created. But this book is the most holy books. It has all the remedies of all this all these books that has sixty nine thousand disease code. And I'm gonna wanna give this one. I'm gonna you to use this as a solution of all these problems. And one of them is this uh, gender dysphoria. And that's where I want to be persuaded today by God's grace and by the power of Jesus Christ. The other uh, purpose that I'm going to talk about this uh, subject is that we have to understand people who are going through these struggles. When I study those subjects, sometimes my heart is aching because this is not the issue of Adult, but it, this is really issue of the children. And I'm, as a grandfather, I have a sympathy and I have a compassion for those people. And you know, these people, they had, in their own minds, they've been, what? They've been mistreated. They didn't have anybody to talk with their internal turmoil they have disappointed they have sometimes abandoned they sometimes abused we as Christians we have to show them the love of God even though the love of God, God has a boundary but this is the only solution that I feel that should be implemented but this world is going different directions because we are now living in the godless society. These days we talk a lot about gender. Uh, I like the word gender though because it's a little bit different nuance. At least I'm a foreigner to English but I don't know about you but I don't like to talk about SEX, I'd rather use gender in the sense. But that's not the way people in the world think about. You know, sex is a reproductive organs that we inherited when we were born. And that was given to us. Just like my, my skin color, just like the way I shaped myself, just like where I came from, you cannot change it. Even if you, you go on the top of the uh, Mount Everett and cry out, that's not going to be changing. But this day, people are defining the gender as interesting. There are many different definitions, but this is the one that attracts me most. Gender is a socially constructed role and behavior and expression and identity, identity of person. Think about that, that definition. Gender is a socially constructed. What does that mean? It didn't come from the birth. It's something, something that society is making that opinion and push it on everybody in that society. So if you, if you go to 
Saudi Arabia and has this problem, what? You'll be, you'll be killed. And do you think the killing is, is also right? I don't think so. We have to have a compassion and try to understand and have them to back to original plan that God has. I think we have to have that understanding. And the other thing is, this situation, I think, is permeating into a, a global movement. And ultimately, it will become like pandemic we went, where there will be a force that if you don't follow that, you will have a penalty. There are many people who are actually lost their job because of this enforcement that they don't want to accept, just like a COVID issue. The word, you know, we talk about gender dysphoria, but let's uh, remove the gender first. How about dysphoria? Bible never has uh, the word gender. Bible has, as, you, as we read the scripture, it has what? Male and female, just two, right? Male and female. But uh, also, there is no scripture reference about gender dysphoria, that words. Neither dysphoria. But dysphoria is, is a sense of a strong uneasiness and dissatisfactions of your body. In other words, it is like a mismatch of your original biological body and your gender identity. So there is a mismatch. And that you what? You observe? No. There is no fact. It's your feeling. It's something you, you kind of sense about that. Whenever you look your body, no, this is not body I should be in. So I, I have to do something about this. The worst case is what? I don't want to live in this body that I don't like. Then what? Then you have to kill yourself. However, the Bible has the word phoria, not dysphoria. You know, what is the opposite of dysphoria? This means it's unpleasant and unhappy. It's uneasy. That's the word dis, right? Displeasure, like versus displeasure. How about the opposite word of dysphoria? Euphoria, right? You means what? You means good. So in the Bible, gospel is what? Good news, that good is you, euangelion. When message of, of God is good, it's euangelion, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good news. So in that sense, dysphoria uh, is what it defines here. But in the Bible, as I said, there is a phoria, that means phereon. That word is found first in Matthew chapter 14, verse 11, it says... His head was brought on the platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. You know that story, right? This is a story where this mother is Herodians, who is the wife of Agrippa I. In the Bible, there's Agrippa I and Agrippa II. When earlier, when Paul said to, to the king, uh, he said, you almost persuaded me to become Christian. That is, a, that is the Agrippa 2. And this one is Agrippa 1. And these are the King Herod's uh, descendant. And uh, this is, this head, his head is head of John the Baptist. Think about this. This, a daughter was carrying in a plate, what? Fruit? No, it's, it's head of some dead person. And carrying it, do you think that is euphoria or that's dysphoria? 
I think this is the first time it happened in her life. I hope she didn't turn into gender dysphoria. I don't know. We'll find out the heaven or hell. Who knows? But the, the word there is very interesting. And, and how about this Luke? It says, uh, Simon Cyrenian. It's a, it's a, it's a Cyrenian is like a modern days of Libya. And this Simon happened to be near the pathway that Jesus was walking through. And uh, because Jesus is so hard time to carry the cross, soldiers pick up him, you carry that. So that's where the bear, that word is coming, it's the same words. Earlier it's a broad barrier and tolerate all these all this words. And so uh, interesting that uh, that word was used carrying the cross after Jesus Christ. Do you think we all have to carry our own cross? Those people who are in the struggle of the uh, gender dysphoria, they actually have their own cross. We have to have a sympathy. We have to have an encouragement for them to go right directions. As well as our brethren who are going through a difficult time, we have to step in to help them, to comfort, so that they can go through that. And ultimately what? John chapter 15 verse 4 says, Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot what? bear fruit. Here, here the bear fruit. You all you know, read this scripture before. This is a bearing fruit is what? That is not a, not a dysphoria, like going through the, carrying the cross in your life. This is euphoria. When you have a fruit, that's the reward that we'll enjoy. Of course, this fruit is not my own fruit that I created. It's a, the fruit of the Holy Spirit by abiding in Him and in, in the tree of Jesus Christ. And it just spontaneously He is providing and then give us the taste and carrying this as a euphoric uh, experience. Romans chapter 7. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of the death? This is how the crying out of all these uh, uh, gender dysphoria people. Look at my body. It's so, so unhappy. It's so something that is disgusting to me. And I'm going to get out of this. So change something. That's exactly what I think the Bible is talking about here. The body of the death. But verse 25 says, Paul says, I thank God through the Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. So there is dichotomy in, in the body, in the life of human. Because they, they receive the body from their parents and from their parents, from their parents, from the Adam. But the body they receive with the life is what? It's not eternal life. It's a limited life. So in other words, they're, every day they're going one step closer to death. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a body of the death. But there is a way to escape that. Because here, if we leave the mind that God has given us, renewed mind, then we can have a strength to follow the law of God. That's why in the next uh, chapter, Romans 8, verse 1 and 2, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For, for there is two laws that are fighting. One is the law of the Spirit of life in Jesus Christ that has made me free from the law of sin and death. So, the only way I can be freedom, true freedom is not what I can do, is, but it is the law of the spirit of life that has come to me. And that will be what? Make me free from the power and the law of sin of death. Praise God for that. So that's why I put 
this Bible at the top of this ICD-10, and that is our solution. And that is the remedy that we have. Also, there is then a remedy that when people who have suffering in any forms of disease, I think ultimately this is what we have to, we are, we are commissioned to, to speak about. And as we, we read before, and Jesus said, have you not read? He who made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and he joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So you are coming from two individuals, not three or four or, or multiple partners. Just like I have my wife and we are one. But here Jesus is actually in a way scolding. You haven't read the Bible. In, in our days, how, how much we have a privilege. And just open my Bible here, my, my telephone, I'm, I'm, the phone, there's a lot. There's no excuse, I think, for those who live in this age that, oh, I didn't know about the lies. I think, uh, as you all know about uh, what God has been giving us the privilege to know him. And to let them know. And I, when, I sh- when I share my, uh, in my clinic, I just sometimes open this up and I just show you. Look at Bible. You never heard, you never seen? So here's the Bible. And they just amaze. And oh, how, how can I download those and things like that? So there are many different ways I think we can share God's word. But here... In the same story that Jesus was referring. You haven't read this? That's what it's talking about. However, this uh, gender dysphoria, this movement, uh, has now expanding more and more. <clears throat> In the past, we kind of knew about LGBT. But now what? They have added more. It's a QQIP. 2SAA. How many letters do we have there? How many alphabet letters together there? Somebody counted? 12. How about the color uh, down there? How many colors can you count? 11, right? 11. Besides the background. Background is, is not. So, this, it says lesbian, gay, bisexual, Transgender, query, and questioning, and I is intersex, and pen is, P is pansex, and 2S, that 2S is one clump together. It's a two spirits, two spirits. And then A is asexual, and the, the last one is ally. And I don't want to spend the time, I just don't want to see that. I don't want to see that picture. Each time I saw that, just inside something is, is not in digesting in my system. But look at here. When I read this, uh, uh, this story, I, I came up, uh, I, I found it out. I just uh, made me sudden. This, uh, this man and that lady, they were husband and wife before. And uh, the, next to the man, uh, his name is James. And then next to the mother, her name is what? Her name is Luna. But this James and Luna, they're the same person. They are husband and wife separated, and they divorced. And this person who was born as, as James next to his father, whenever he, he goes to his father, his boy. But whenever he goes to his mother, he acts like go. And when you ask him, oh, I'm happy either way. And this is the actual things that happened in Texas. And it was a, such a, a great social concern. Even governor of the Texas and the 
senator of Texas got involved with the judges. So finally, right now, I don't know what happened even right now, but this boy, I think he will get more confused. I think this affected not only them, but also great, great I mean, grandfather, mother, brother, sisters, uncle and aunts, in-laws, all these things happen. So this is not just the one person or one couple. It, it, it permeates. This is a, our society. This is the kind of society we live in. What do you want to handle if that is your grandson? How are you going to handle this is your nephew or niece? How are you going to handle that is your siblings? I think we, as a God's church, we have to be able to accept and understand what is the best way. We have to discuss those things. But this day now, this gender dysphoria, when, and oh, by the way, one of, uh, they say one of the most sensitive age is like six and seven. So if somebody want to divorce, don't ever divorce when your kids are six and seven. That's what you can counsel to other people. Let them just a little longer. But anyway, that is the time he was seven years old. And, and apparently, mother is a pediatrician, well-established pediatrician. Now, current medical resume is, in order to help those people, you have to give, uh, you, you have to give some treatments, and the, the treatments are followed. You have to give a, a social transition. That means if you want to become a, a girl from boy, you have to have that transition socially supporting it. And so what? You have to give a different name. You have to give a different outfit. You have different, different shapes. And even you have to give that person a different pronoun. So, so if I was, uh, I was that kind of shoe, and now I'm going to change to, to the other gender, then what? I, have to, I cannot use he or I mean his or him. You have to use what? Her. But these days, it's not, not that. It's some weird names they use as pronouns. So one time I was reading, and suddenly there was a different pronoun, and I couldn't figure out. And I realized, oh, that is how they, they confuse. So there are some, it is true, I, I, I have a, you know, all the documentations. There are several teachers, they lost their job because they are Christian, and I cannot condone to use their pronoun. I cannot tell him as a her. So they got fired. Just exactly, if you don't have a COVID injection, you're fired. It's same kinds of same kinds of measure that they are pushing to accept that agenda. Now, so they give a, this a social transition technique. Of course, they give a counselor. Usually, counselor don't who already experienced that, and they they like them to convert to their idea. If you want to have a counselor who convert them back to their original biological gender, you lose your license, as you probably know, and so you cannot even you cannot even say much. So this counselor is basically one direction. If, you, if a person declared, I'm going to become a different gender or whatever, the 11 different uh, vari- variation, you have to help them in that direction, which is, to me, uh, difficult to understand. If you have what? If you have an uh, illness, medical community has to what? heal that person, right? Back to normal, right? I mean, if you have an acute heart attack and heart condition not good, and then you come to hospital and 
test and give them medication and exercise, lifestyle changes, all these things. So you go back to original condition. But this is different. You have to, if you express them, you have to let that happen all the way. And so they give uh, like puberty blocker. So they delay the puberty later. And then they give a, a cross hormone drugs. Like if, if you want to become a, a male, you have to give a, they give a testosterone. If you become a female, they give estrogen, all these things. All this drug has a side effect also. It's not just one time deal, it's a years and two years you have to do it. And if that doesn't work, then, I mean, uh, I mean, after that, what they are doing is they are now having the gender affirming surgeries. I don't know how many procedures they have. Bottom, the bottom line is either you have a bottom surgery and then you have a top surgery. If you have a couple procedures, it takes, it costs about $100,000. $100,000. Insurance pay, insurance company pay for that? Oh, you better believe it. They have to pay now. Because even though they claim, I mean, the, uh, it's interesting, even though it's ICD code 10, a lot of articles says it's not an illness. If it's not an illness, they cannot pay for it. But no, you have to pay for it now. Think about this. Even if you had a certain procedures and they're happy about that, no, they need more, more. Ultimately, like you have to have a change of your hair surgically because they always, I mean, this surgery's procedure never change your, your sex hormones. You know that, right? So this is uh, what happened. Gender affirming care in where? In Oregon, yeah. And we have Kaiser. We have OHSU. We have other hospital, like Oregon Health Clinic. All these places, they, they are actually have the department where they have this procedure. It's a big money-making business. You need a, a skillful plastic surgeons. And so, do you think it's a demand? Of course, they're waiting list. There are about 9,000 operations going on every year throughout America. And sometimes they actually have a medical tourist in going other countries, maybe cheaper, like Mexico or Thailand or other places. Denise Malone is the first Medicare-approved uh, procedure that she received to become female at, at age, what, age 70, I think 72 or something like that. And when she was awarded that, it opened the gateway. So all other people are, if you, you open one case, then you have to, you better approve the next cases, next cases, things like that. This is the, the one we, uh, I think we're all familiar with. And this is the picture where uh, the gay uh, marriage was celebrated in the White House. And uh, uh, at that time, Biden was a vice president. And then it was the first time the White House shed the lights of the celebrations. I think when White House has something like that, it probably is saying that we are not accepting this. I think that's what we have to interpret. Now, when Biden become a president, this is the picture last year. This is the picture that they celebrate passing the law they call Respect for Marriage Act. What do you mean Respect for Marriage Act? They already, they already passed 
through the Supreme Court justice in 19... Uh, uh, what year? Uh, uh, let me see here. That was... Sometime I forget. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. It, it is uh, 2015. And June 2015, Supreme Court justice passed this uh, gay marriage as a, a constitutional right. And they quoted the uh, this uh, uh, 14th Amendment that passed 1866, where they said we have to have equal protection and uh, we have to have a citizen right. But that uh, 14th Amendment in 1860, uh, 1866 has nothing to do with the marriage. It has to do, at that time, it was a racial issue. The slaves, they have to have a as a citizen, they have to have their right. And that's where they passed that amendment. But Supreme Court justice, by one vote, they changed into a, a approval of the gay marriage. You know, by one vote, by one vote. Think about that. And because of that, that law that passed, uh, Existing law, we call DOMA. It's a, a Defense of Marriage Act, where they specifically define. It's a federal law. It's a passed the both Senate and the, and and the, both Senate and Cong- Congress, and then signed President. That law actually specifically defined what is marriage is between man and woman. But that law just. Uh, instantaneously when they voted it just just destroyed then the, the law no longer existing not only that there was uh, at that time there was about 13 states they had what they called Texas sodomy law it means it, it actually uh, not accepting the uh, homosexual marriage So at that time, in America, there were about uh, 37 states. They actually had already gay marriage approved. But only 13 states, they haven't decided yet. But just by stroke of decision of Supreme Court justice, all these 13 states, they just have to give up their law. Just, just instant, instantaneously like that. So... Why we have to have another law passed, Respect for Marriage Act? And this law, the last year they passed, actually all the Democratic from Senate and Congress, they all united to pass that. And also Republican, 10 senators joined them. And the congressmen, 39 of them joined them. So that's why it passed. Well, I mean, by, by looking at Respect to Marriage Act, it's nothing but there's now a right for those people who actually sue any institution who denies their right. So one of them is actually church. If, you, if we, because of our belief, we cannot hire someone or do anything, this law protect that, that, that their uh, uh, denied privilege will be successfully win. That's the law. So I think all this has been slowly evolving to give a, uh, a light to all the other countries to follow and join them. And we'll discuss about that later. Not only this uh, celebration, at that time, Biden invited this man. He looks like a woman, but he's Marty Cumming, uh, Cummings. He's a, what they call Dragon Queen. I never heard that word until I read this. But, uh, but in other words, they are celebrating, celebrating. Now, this is the picture of uh, Dr. Rachel Levine, and he's a... Uh, uh, actually, he, he became the 
female, we call the M2F, male to female. And the other one is what? F2M or something like that. You understand. And, and he is a, one of the high-ranking government cabinet. He's an he's a associate secretary of human and uh, uh, health and human services. So the health and human services is the one that control all this health issue. So uh, actually I heard that his, her, or I'm sorry, her uh, announcement that we have to have really a, uh, he's advocating a strong uh, protection of the, of this uh, gay uh, people. And, uh, and she had a picture with uh, uh, the other lady, Karin Jen Piero, and she's also uh, a gay person right now. So, I mean, now it's more prevalent and more influential. So we have to, we have to see what's going on. This whole America is, is going to the other directions. And there's no doubt. And we, we, cannot, we cannot change it now. It's already, in a way, done deal. We have to accept what happened. And uh, there's no other way I think it will turn back the way I look at it. Now, this person also was invited to White House, not at the same time, like uh, uh, that uh, drag queen. But the reason I'm showing this, uh, uh, Darlene, uh, Darlene uh, Mulvaney, I've never known this person, but he actually uh, like, uh, looked like a female. The point I'm trying to make here is he's only 26, but do you know how many followers he has through TikTok? TikTok? 8.4 million people are following him. 8.4 million. Well, he, he become president, I mean, candidate of the president. I don't know. Now, the other thing is he produced a, a video called Days of the Girlhood. And do you know how many viewers so far? It was a, one billion people are watching that video. See, this is, a, to me, it's, a, it's a, like, a, like a fashion. It's a, a social movement like a fashion. And young people are just following that. How much impact it will influence in the young minds? Wake up, parents. You have to be truly a guardian of your kids. What is a guardian? It's somebody who guards. This uh, Ophirgefield, he's the one who, as I uh, showed you, the White House celebration, the gay movement, and the gay marriage that were passed. And he's the one who was involved because he was coming from, uh, he was coming from Maryland where they allow that gay marriage privilege. And he moved to, with his partner to Ohio where there was no privilege. And he said, why I was discriminated? And that's where he sued, and then it become to go to the Supreme Court, and then they change it for his favor. Now, so in America, it started in 2015. In, Amer- in, in the whole world, the first country was in Netherlands, where they allowed gay marriage sex. It was, uh, it was 2000. So only five years later, America joined that. In order for, for the, a country to join, all the constituents has to approve. So like uh, last year, the last 2022, do you know which country joined that, that direction? Anybody knows? It's, it's Cuba. And which country will join beginning of this year? Mexico. Mexico just last year voted the last state next to the Texas, you know, in, in, in their border. That state, they actually approved. So all the state approved. So it become the national law. And so they become joint and like that. So right now, about 34 countries out of 
195 countries have joined this bandwagon. I don't know how long it will take and whether God will wait until all these things happen in other countries, who knows. But I think as we see, the trend is such a, a great that we can really feel it. You know this person, right? The Leah Thomas. She was male before, was a swimmer, and she, he changed to female and the University of Pennsylvania. He just had all kinds of titles uh, in women's athletes. You all know about that story. Now there's, like in Connecticut, there are four uh, girls. They actually sue that state. Why, why we have to compete with uh, somebody in our, our, not our, you know, not like us? Because when, when, when they, when this uh, uh, turn into the female male, you know, athletes, they come, they broke all the record, champion record, or, or, uh, you know, like, so these women, they cannot do anything. They're frustrated. You know how much athletes, they were trying to strive to become a champion or accept gold medal, things like that. All this hope has been disappeared. So whose fairness we are talking about here? Not only that, as I mentioned, there are several employees and they lost their jobs. I think this will be a lot more coming up as we go through 2023. Well, the issue is not all this. How about the Christian church? This United Methodist lose 1,800 churches in split over LGBT stand. In 2019, Methodist, which is the second largest denomination of the United States, they had this issue about women's ordination and uh, gay marriage. These two issues have been shaken this church, and so they had their own general conference. So they voted. Do you know who won that vote? Conservative or liberal? No, conservative wind. 438 delegates versus 384 delegates. But do you think uh, uh, the one who lost, they joined them? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we'll change it. No. So finally, they are supposed to split in 2014. Oh, no, in 2024. You know, in two years, I mean, next year right now. But a lot of conservative church says, we cannot operate our church with this issue. It's not a, it, the issue is so significant, we cannot govern our churches. So that's why they are splitting, they are coming out. Whenever we don't recognize the vote, and we, we don't, I mean, the vote is somehow, it, it's, it takes all of us to, to check our own stand. And if the vote is like that, we have to follow. Either, either you win or you lose. That's, otherwise, you cannot have unity. Now, Church of England refused to define the word woman. If somebody asks you, can you define your biological gender, of course we should say that, right? But there was a, a, a their conference and then one of the uh, lay person asked uh, one of the bishops, what is the standing of uh, um, Church of England for their uh, definition of the woman? And said, so, oh, we cannot. It's so, it used to be very simple, but now it's not like that. Do you know this lady? Raise your hand if you, if you know these faces. We better check what's going on in the world. I know you are so studying Bible, you don't have much time, but at least you know something's going on. 
She is a new prime minister in British. And do you know what she said? Yes, I do. When, when, when Penny uh, Mordaunt, when she was asked, can you define what the woman is? She was boldly said, yes, I do. I'm a woman. I'm biologically a woman. If I have a hysterectomy or mastectomy, I'm still a woman. And I'm legally a woman. Some people born male and who had been through the gender recognition process are also legally female. That does not mean that they are biologically woman like me. What a, what a strong stand. What a strong stand. Especially in, in England. You probably heard this story. Uh, there's a recording, but you know, this Jackson, uh, this Jackson uh, is a Supreme Court uh, you know, candidate. And it's a, it's a judicial uh, confirmation hearing. And, and this uh, senator who is from Tennessee, you know her name? She's, I think, Martha, uh, what's her name? I, I wrote down here somewhere. And, and she asked, can you, ma'am, can you define what is woman? Are you a woman? And, and she couldn't say. Not because she didn't know, but because when she say certain way, it will trigger all the hatred, email back, things like that. So this is a country we are living in right now. But my point is this. When I read the, this article, this news, this is after 10 years of being patient, Pope Francis is entitled to be less so. What is less so? No longer he can be patient anymore. That's what it means. If you read this article, very interesting. Because now, recently, we know the Benedict, the Pope, previous pope, so strange that in the history of the papacy, the pope usually die and then new pope coming in, but in our eyes this Francis become a pope while the Benedict actually resigned. And there's some secret about that. It's not our relevant here. But after 10 years, because now Benedict, he passed away. He was very conservative. And he had his own uh, helpers to move the agenda of the papacy. But when Francis came in, he, he was, in appearance, very close and respectable to previous predecessor. But when he died, now they are saying he is no longer be patient anymore. What it means is his agenda is probably implementing. He already did that by, uh, by appointing one of the very liberal uh, priests, uh, Cardinal He's a, a radicalist, I think. And so the issue here is also this uh, homosexuality. And here Francis Beck's decriminalization of homosexuality it's not a crime. And I think uh, what Pope is trying to say is homosexuality is not crime. It could be sin, but it's not crime. And, and it is, in a way, it's true that because there are about 60 countries, when you are found to be homosexual, you will be executed. And so, in that sense, he might telling that. But there is always a double message we have to listen uh, and and see what is the agenda of things going on uh, in the final blow. Now, here, uh, this is in 2021, and Vatican excluded the gay union blessing as God cannot bless sin. I think... I don't want to open any discussion because this is not the setting, but this very interesting discussion we can have in Sabbath school or other times. When a, a person who has distressed uh, because of this gender dysphoria, 
and come to me, can I pray for that person? Of course, right? Of course. But is this something we can do in, in the setting of like officiating the marriage? Probably not. Or because I'm one of you in terms of understanding the Adventist theology. And so this is where the where the, the art, this article is saying he's uh, Pope is walking in a very tight rope, and we'll see what's going to happen now. Because I think in his liberal minded, he actually uh, I have some articles, but I don't have time. But anyway, he's a very he's in a way subtly promoting this uh, gay and and try to incorporate that into church, but there's some block because of conservative stand, but. That conservative stand is now dwindling down because of the whole different situation that happened. I think uh, uh, when we t- think about Revelation chapter 14, um, chapter 13, uh, when we read the whole chapter, we Adventists always believed that uh, that the second beast is making some idols, uh, images for the sake of the first beast, and that one was a Sunday law. But I think we cannot just uh, just wait until Sunday law comes because before that, a lot of things will happen. A lot of things will be uh, instituted in terms of uh, global dominance in the minds of people. That's why I said it's uh, global warming, the climate changes. Uh, so you cannot drive in California. You cannot drive in, in, in a couple of years. You cannot drive any gasoline operating vehicle. You have to buy the electric car or something like that. And it, this is so mandating and to enforce our freedom to buy and sell. But anyway, to me, Revelation chapter 13, when we read that, we have to know what is agenda of the Vatican's. They are not usually start everything up front. They just wait all other people agree and then they just step in and then give a seal. What this America has been doing so far in terms of this gender dysphoria, I think they are doing something that will be helpful for the dominance of the Vatican in terms of the worldwide influence. That's my, my view. So I want to have a, a little bit expand your understanding of Revelation chapter 13. As conclusion, the gospel message is accepting Jesus Christ. But here it says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name, what? Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. Jesus is, is not promising us to save us in our sins. No, we have to we have to be saved from sin. Is it by our power? No way. It's by the what? The spirit, the law of the spirit of life in Jesus Christ. That will save us from this bondage of sin and death. That is the gospel we have. So this gospel I want to be persuaded today also and then use that for your tool to save the lost and to save the lost and seek them. And that is my message today. And I think our last uh, hymn is 86.